0: Hi Croeso and welcome to a Club Hill Droids podcast. Still no news on the Cymru Premier's return but we are bringing you a great interview with Connor's Keys' Danny Davis. He's been one of the best newcomers to the league this season since stepping up from Pristatin in the Cymru North and it was very interesting listening to him speak to Lewis Sharp and David Jones about Neil Gibson, his cricket career and how a big injury setback has ultimately led him to playing European football. It's Lewis with the first question. So um, you started your career, obviously, men's football, playing at Pristatin. You made your debut at 16. How did that feel? Did you see a bit of a difference between junior and men's football? Yeah, that was a big thing, really. Uh, The switch from junior to straight into right reserves at Pristatin, and then from the reserves onto the bench, and then making my debut was a massive change of pace from the reserves into the first team which was,
1: like, being on the bench and training with the first team. There was a massive difference
0: to actually going into a game and the pace of it from the reserves. Just in terms of, you know, players coming through academies as well, how important do you think it is for 16, 17-year-olds to get first team minutes as soon as possible? Very important. And uh, I think Gibbo's massive influence of in, you know, you can list off a reel of names that have come through Pristattin ranks that have had the chance and, you know, majority have gone on to win the Welsh Cup and play in Europe with Pristattin and give us massive credit to that. And um, you had a really good opportunity at 17 as well with the uh, Wales under-17s against Scotland. How much of an experience for, the, uh, for you was that? Oh yeah, that was decent. That was through uh, the colleges. I was at Low College. Doing well for them in their league, and then yeah, just came about. Just got called up to Wales. Played at Airbus's ground against Scotland, and I came on in that game, and we won 2-0, which was a great experience and good to get a Welsh cap as well.
2: After joining Chester City's academy, you took the decision to take the step into cricket. Was that a difficult decision for you? How did it come about? Ah, uh, well, it was um. So my year on when I was at Chester, I was
0: there for about five or six years. And then on my scholar year was the year they went into administration and had had all their money troubles. So they were in League Two on my scholar year and then they had all their money troubles. My scholar year like everything folded kind of. The Academy went and then from there just that's when I went to Press Time Reserves with Gibbo and my brother playing at Restain just it's what I knew and then just on the bench for the reserves for one or two years before I started breaking in. but yeah it wasn't a massive decision
2: for me because like I said they went into administration and everything kind of folded and the club went downhill from there so it was made up my mind for me really and during your cricket career you had a bit of success with Northamptonshire, how do you reflect on that time? Yeah, well, that was... So I was playing cricket
0: and football at the same time. And the years of... After Chester City, um, being on the bench for one or two years in the reserves, kind of lose... Not lose the love for the game, but... Kind of... When my cricket career was just going up and up and up and was always on the rise and then the opportunity to go to Australia came about. I got a contract offer through and and then being on being on the bench for the you know, in and out of the team, it's you know, it's you can understand that it's hard. I know the difference between junior football and senior football is obviously massive and, you know, unless
1: you're tearing it up, you're not gonna go straight into senior football from juniors, so I can understand it, but
0: I suppose that just was a big factor in me taking a back step from football at the
2: time. And you touched on it briefly there, your time in Australia. How much of an experience was that?
0: It was amazing. I loved it. I, um, I went out there when I was 18 in, in our winter, so missed the whole football season and ended up doing really well and then came back here and I did really well in the season here straight after that and then I got a move to Bootle Cricket Club which is one of the biggest club crickets in the UK without not being professional, one of the biggest club teams so I got a move there, and I ended up doing really well there and then that's how I got spotted by Northants and got asked to play a game in Liverpool against, against Lancashire, it was actually, and I did well on my debut, scored 50 on my debut, and then it carried on from there, and then, so after that summer, I went back to Australia straight again, and then went back again, so I went three times, and then I signed a contract to go again for the fourth year, and Two weeks before my flight to go out to Australia, I decided to play a football match for melbourne which was against Preston Sports, like a local derby, like top of the table clash. Like A few more mates played for melbourne um, They were persuading me to play because it was a big game. Um, I'd already signed the contract in Australia to go play cricket two weeks before my flight. So I was like, yeah, hang on, I'll play one game. And um ended up one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Uh, just took it around him. He took me out and I just landed really badly and ended up snapping my humerus, cleaning off, like a clean break. And um, and then, yeah, it took me 18 months to
1: get over that. And then when I was getting over it, I was... I rushed coming back, even
0: though you know, obviously you wanna get back to it after being out for eighteen months and after I'd just started doing really well and so yeah, I rushed coming back and then the season I came back went straight back to North Ants for the last half of the year. And then I knew myself that it wasn't quite right and my performance has shown in that time and that led to the end of North Ants, really, which was it's going in reflection. You know, it's massive regret to actually play that game of football Um obviously hinder all my chances of going on to bigger things, because I was doing really well at the time. And then I knew that that other season in Australia was a big part. And then I didn't actually tell more fans when I did it, because I didn't know how serious it was. And then, so that was the end of the season. So... The end, yeah, the end of the season and then you go to Australia. So it was the end of the cricket season so i stopped going to Northlands, and then Duke to go to Australia. And then I didn't speak to them, I didn't tell them until pre-season came about when I got a phone call in the end of January, start of February. I got a phone call of, of um, asking me to go to Barbados and a pre-season tour with them. And then that's when I just had to tell, I obviously told them, I said, it happened, obviously, four months before that and I didn't know how serious it was, so I didn't know recovery time or anything like that, but they said, oh, you know, we're going to Barbados, we want you to be on the pre tour and I was just like, there's no chance, my arm's still in two pieces, like, the doctor doesn't know how bad it was, he wanted to operate on it, but there was a lot of risks in the operation, so I didn't, didn't take the operation. And obviously not taking the operation, it takes a lot longer. So it ended up taking 18 months to get it back to normal.
1: And it's healed now, a slight bending. So, yeah, when I came back, I was not the player I was of cricket. So, and then that's when, a year after
0: that, I um, started playing football again. I just started playing for another with my mates. And then, so I was playing for half the year, um, I've always been a massive Preston Town fan. I've always watched them home and away, like because my brother used to play for them. Chris Davis, he's won the last cup with Preston. He's come through the ranks. He's another one under Gibbo. And um, so I've always watched them home and away. I've always been a massive fan. It's my hometown. And then just to see them bottom of tier two was gutting. You know, I'd always looking out for the results, that the were bottom and. And then I heard the news that Neil Gibson was coming back halfway through, and I was playing for living, just like enjoying it, just with my mates, just for the fun. Of it. And but I was hating seeing him doing so bad, and and I heard that Neil Gibson was coming back, and I just knew that that was the right time for me. So I just picked up the phone and just phoned Gibbo and just said, "I want to come play back at Preston." And he said, "Yeah, sure, like, come down and train." And he's like, "What are your fitness levels like?" I was like, "Honestly, like I've kept myself fit." Um, Enough, and he said, Yeah, come to training. I came to training, and Gibble got us all there. Outline outlined the plans straight away like how we're going to stay up, and then the plans for next year. Which, obviously, last year we went on and won the league, so Gibble's done an amazing job there to turn it around from being rock bottom of the league to being comfortably safe that season, and then the season after that to go in.
2: Walk in the league by sixteen points. It's been quite the journey and short amount of time, really. You spoke about the eighteen months where you had the injury, and um, it was gutting. You said, but um, yeah. what sort of advice would you give for people having similar sort of serious injuries to bounce back in the way that you have? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say I've bounced
1: back really because i swapped sports. If I went on and did amazing things in cricket, then that would be
0: bouncing back. But I think my bounce back at cricket was I rushed to come back, which was not good. And the doctor advised against it. I went to see him and he knew straight away because there was like a slight bend in this straight humorous. It was like a slight bend like that. And then I was playing on it and playing on it, and he knew, because he he said the degrees had, like, it had gone from, like, six degrees to seven or eight degrees, and he knew knew that I was doing something, so I was like, yeah, I've been playing on it, and he said the bone that's growing around it, he said it's not fully, it's not solid bone yet, so he was like, you can't play, you can't play, but obviously I wanted to get back, and I wanted to, you know, the opportunity with more fancy too big for me to miss really but yeah so the advice I'd give is just to make sure that you're fully healed and then and then once it is once you are fully healed then like work hard every single day to make up that lost time instead of coming back too soon and then it you know not recovering properly so that's a regret that I've taken and one that I've definitely learned from and um, you touched on him a bit there, um, Neil Gibson. You obviously played under him at Preston Town. Um, how much you talk about the effect that he'd had on the club, on you personally? Has he had a big effect on your career? Yeah, massively, massively. I think, and I think everyone that we works with would say exactly the same. He's, you know, he's, everyone that works with him is they always want to go back, like you know, the players that he attracted back to the club after he took over. And then, so the in between the years, the signings that he made, I know that players took big pay cuts from the clubs that they were at because he signed players that have played for him before from both Premier teams. You know, quite a few of them that have come, you know, like Rob Hughes, Mike Barker from Powers Obviously, they're taking cuts, but playing for Neil Gibson, you know, it's. It is a massive, massive, fight, and everyone that he plays for, everyone that plays for him would say the same, that his man management's very good, he works closely with players, and he, he can work closely with the players, and then he can also, like, get everyone together as a group and get them playing well as a team, which is very good, I think and then after a, t- a successful two-year spell at Pristattin, you obviously got your move back to, well, not back to, to the Nomads. Um, did you know of interest from Connor's Key when you were playing at Pristatin? And um, was there any interest from any other clubs, maybe? I think that's
1: also, I think, come through Neil Gibson. I think, because obviously Neil Gibson is good friends
0: with Andy Morrison and because Neil Gibson was the assistant manager at the Nomads before returning to Pristatin. I think it came about that way because Neil Gibson had said, just speak, just speaking to Andy, just as good mates, that like, you know Danny's doing well, or they've got a good player here, or whatever he said, and, and then Andy's came and watched and made up his own mind. And mm. I think that's how it's come about in the first place, and then yeah, and then speak, I went and spoke to Andy Morrison because obviously it's a good move for me going for the champions. I went and spoke to Andy and that was all positive and you know they wanted to go in the right direction and I was excited about working with him and unfortunately Prestine had their own problems at the time. So that kinda of made my choice a little bit easier. But it still wasn't easy to leave Prestine but with the problems
2: they had and the opportunity to go and play for the nomads I think it just make it a little bit easier. Your first game for the Nomads was in the Europa League against Dynamo Tbilisi. How much of an experience was that playing in the Europa League in your very first game? Yeah, that was amazing. That was, and I'm still good that we lost that game one 0 in the ninety seventh minute to a penalty. But and everything that had happened the week before with COVID, we lost. I think six players to COVID and. I think we had two subs and one
1: was like an 18-year-old and, and yeah, that was, you know, we were backs against the wall before we'd gone into that game of half a team kind of thing, you know, to stay in the game. The game plan was always just stay in the game, make sure we're in the game and and we did that perfectly, you know, we were
0: solid at the back, they had no chances, solid all the way through and, and we had a massive chance with Jamie and Spurs like six yards out overhead kick and it's he's nailed it and it's just Bounce straight off the keeper. And when you're staying in the game and then like chances pop up, you just think that you know if you can just get one more chance and it just it goes in. You know we were solid at the back and you know, they created no chances all game, but it was such a good experience. You know what I'm gutted about, but the experience is there now and like the hunger to go and win in
2: Europe, now it's definitely there. And since you've joined the Nomads, how much of have... An effect as Andy Morrison had on you as a player yeah he's been very good as well he's another one that's
1: very good with all the players and one that's a bit more fiery and gets
0: like can get the team up for it every single game you know if you come into the change room safe two two or three games a week and it becomes not you're not up for it but when you do have two or three games a week and you know, you might be a bit tired or whatever. You can come into a game and Andy Morrison can get you fired up for any game, you know, and if you don't perform, you know that he's gonna get you fired up at half time and and if you're not on it that you know that he's gonna be straight on your case and you've literally gotta be on it from from the first whistle.
2: You've had a really good season, uh, most assists in the Comedy Premiere this season. How pleased have you been with the way you've stepped back into the top flight.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been really good, you know, our whole team Consky's been really good, just the whole team performances, you know. And um good it's stopped now because of COVID, but hopefully we can kick on and get back to it. But yeah, I've always I've always been massive on assists, you know, I've always played wide and whether it's getting crosses in or cutting inside with through balls, you know, I think I've always been told by my dad like from a very young age, like but a good assist is just as good as a goal. So he's one for big assists as well. He's always telling me, you know, looking for the pass, looking for a decent cross or whatever. So yeah, to be a leading assists
2: is yeah, it's decent. And one of the biggest results in the coming Premier this season was your two 0 win over TNS at the D side. You know how significant do you feel that result uh, could be going forward?
0: Yeah, it's massive
2: because the game at parkour, I don't know if you watched,
0: that was, I feel like it was the wrong result. And I think anyone that watched the game would, you know, pretty much say the same that we were very unlucky that day to, if we came away with a point, we still would have felt unlucky that we'd been outdone by. But so we knew that a game back at the D side, the reverse fixture was even bigger, having lost 1 0 than. You know, obviously, it's a six pointer, so to lose at parkour is you know you've kind of lost six points, so it just makes it massive. And you know, it showed in the performance, you know, we were massively the better team again. And you know, luckily,
2: the goals went our way that, that day and we got the result. Ahead of the last few months of the season, you're seeing a title race much like last season with TNS. How confident are you? that the Nomads will be lifting the trophy again this year. Yeah, I think we just need to keep doing what we've been doing. You know, we might
1: might forget about it was that long ago, we feel like, the run we were on. But we need to just
0: remember the run we were on, how well we were playing, because we were confident going into every game that three points is what we were going to get. And, you know, we need to remember that and carry on that run, even though it has been a big gap. You know, the gap doesn't help us at all. But if we can get back, you know, get the few, first few wins and then
1: get on that run again of, you know, just the confidence flowing and everyone playing well, you know.
0: I think that if we do that, I think it's definitely going to be points dropped in the title race. So if we can just keep winning and keep those performances together and keep picking up the three points, I think I think we will just clinch it. Thanks to Danny for taking the time to speak to us and good luck to him for the rest of the year. Thanks also to Lewis and David for arranging and a big thanks to you at home for listening. Hopefully it won't be long until we're back with a weekly Cymru premiere podcast with Jordan Jones and myself, Ivan Gwilym. But until then, hoel fawr.